I'm poaching people now from the editorial side because I'm like, yeah. like Suge Knight, like yo, y'all tired of <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, not getting your notes on time. Yo, come on over to VFX. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Post in Black. My name is David Hunter Jr. and I'm here to help you celebrate black excellence behind the lens. Today, we are excited to have Bill Hudson with us. Bill, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh man, thank you for having me. Good to be here. <laughs> oh, oh man, it's exciting to have you, exciting to have you. And as you know, always with Post in Black, we like to start with a little icebreaker. Um, the icebreaker I have for you today, if you could change places with anybody in the world, who would you change places with and why? Oh, man. I would probably trade places with uh, maybe Elon Musk. Yeah, Elon <laughs> Musk. Okay, okay. And, why, uh, why would you trade places with, with Brother Musk? <laughs> I feel like somebody that has that many resources or capital, I feel like I probably can reutilize. One, to see how you got it, and then two, yeah. to see how we can really utilize it to help, you know, some things that are more important that's happening in the world. Ah, I like <laughs> I like what you say, you know, to utilize what he has and then probably use it for, you know, more important things in the world. Um, you know, I it, that's better what I was gonna say. I was like, oh yeah, I definitely want a new Tesla too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. The richest what is that richest man rich more than you know, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett combined, you know, so it's, that kind of assets, you know. Look, like. the, the other the other day I was I was looking at something and they said uh, recently um, our, our brother that runs um, Facebook, they yeah. said he lost like 30, 35 billion dollars. And I was like, in a day? And I'm like, to, to him, that's like 30 cents out of a dollar. You know what I mean? And I'm like, to have 35 billion to lose, and it's a lot of paper, you know, and money yeah. and all that stuff. But just the fact that you can lose that is crazy to me. I mean, the, the fact you can lose it and still be like, well, I ain't hurting. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> right. Hey, you, you speaking to something there. You're speaking to something there. Well, no, man, that, that's that's a really good note. And we just want to thank you for joining us on Post and Black. Obviously, we've been a fan of your work and following you over the past couple of years. Um, would you mind telling the people about yourself, you know, your name, where you're from, and, and what it is that you do specifically? Oh, yeah. Uh, first of all, thank you guys for having me. been a fan yes, of sir. you guys' work because yeah. most people don't know that is black people in post-production, you know, right. whether it's on the editing side, color, sound, and right. visual effects. So thank you guys for what you do. And just like I said, happy to be here. <laughs> um, my name is Bill Hudson. I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, after being a fan of, I'm, at, I'm from Baltimore, but I'm a visual effects producer now. And I was gonna okay. say that growing up there, you're a fan of the art and things like that. It took me, you know, out of the city so i'm yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 baltimore is definitely uh definitely a tough tough it's a gritty city for sure so you know what make i mean sure. <laughs> make yeah. sure you know like make yeah. Sure tough, baby. <laughs> yeah yeah be be more careful is that what they say <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> but but 
I guess I guess growing up out there, we'll start there a little bit. You know, how, how was it like growing up in Baltimore? And then you saying getting getting an interest in the work and, and what you do, because obviously I think there, there's a lot that's happened in between that time. But what was yeah. it like growing up in Baltimore? What got you, you know, looking into film? Um, basically, you know, growing up there, you just kind of you just hanging out things you don't realize till you get older, like how bad things are. But when you're in it, you're just in it. Um, but I know when it was time to just graduate high school, you got, you know, they they meet with the counselor and they say, Hey, you need to pick a career, you know, pick a trade, you know, things like that. Think about college. And they used to say, well, if you're going to go, you should pick something you like to do. You know what I mean? And then I remember like playing video games all the time, like big fan of Madden, 2K, all that. But when you play it, you used to see the credits roll up at the end. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, Oh, my, you know, gets paid to make this or whatever. <laughs> right. So I started like thinking, I was like, okay, I think I might want to do that, make video games, but it's just an idea. You don't know how or whatever to go right. about it. Right. And usually you try to do something safe, right? They say, oh, you should be like an electrician, you know, yeah, carpenter, yeah. banker, things like that. And I right. was just like, oh, you can pick a trade, electrician, electricity everywhere. Why not? You know what I mean? Right. It was not till I uh, went to like a college fair, um, and I remember seeing um, Toy Story when it first came out, yeah. and I remember like this is like different as far as animation goes. Like it's mm-hmm. not three D style cell animation. I was like, right. this is, I think this is where it's going at. And so I went to a college fair. We got to find some way to you know that teaches yeah. stuff, and it was like all these regular booths set up with the little tables, the little bags and pens. And I was yeah. like, oh, cute. And then you go to this one booth and they got like two 50 inch screen TVs just showing the reel of like graduates <laughs> working oh, on the Caribbean, Madden. And, you know, I was already, I was like, what school is this? It's called uh, yeah. Fourth. And then once I saw that, and I was like, all right. So now it's like an actual path to learn a set of skills, get a job, and then achieve what, you know, what they do. Nah, that's really fire. I like that. You know, and that just, you know, the, they talk about different types of learners, you know what I mean? Like yeah. audio, you know, you know, uh, hearing, you know, and the visual and that, that video <laughs> captivating you of like, marketing. you marketing. know, that, <laughs> yeah, that whoever set that up for that table, they were doing their job. Cause they, they kind of, they stuck, they struck a chord. Now, obviously you go to full sale. Was, yeah. it, was it like what you thought it was going to be when you got there? You know, what, what are some of the technical yeah. things that you, you know, like it's easy. We yeah. see a video game, but like, what were some yeah. things behind the scenes that you didn't know until you got there? So it's more of like you learn that it's kind of like different fields of, you know, like you think you're going for one thing and it's like, oh, no, that's actually down the road or this, you know. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing learned that animation was like used everywhere. And then like I say, you learn that it's actually eight, this is kind of like eight disciplines, eight, nine, because okay. you have like a modeler, texture artist, a rigger, uh, a lighter, you know, they only do that one specific thing. So right. you're going there learning it. And then once you understand the pipeline, animators and compositors, yeah. you go through it and you realize, oh, you got to pick one discipline, but you realize it's used in video games. And then I go in there to learn game art. But then we got this compositing class and they showed this Audi commercial where it was just like all CG. Like, and, you uh, couldn't tell. and then I was like, okay, so now you get into the visual effects side. So I, I explained it to people, you have the Shrek Toy Story kind of animation side. Yeah. You have the visual effects animation, like Transformers, you know, Iron Man, things like that. But then you got 
learning educational things like even in self-checkout when they show the animation of putting a dollar in like somebody gets paid to make that you know what i mean so i'm like oh it's used like everywhere yeah (laughs) that was like the biggest like learning that oh it's bigger than just oh you want to make a game you're learning a skill set that can take oh like you can pretty much do a lot of things with it man i mean if what if if this interview stopped right now i think (laughs) i've learned so much just about that how how excited were you to be in there or was it overwhelming? You know what I mean? That's a lot of information to you know, get at once. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it's kind of like one of the mindset is like, yo, I just can't go back to Baltimore. So like while I'm here, I'm going to learn everything that's offered to me. I mean, he's already paid for it, by the way. You know what I mean? Because like yeah. a, a pre-made program. So you, you once you once they got your money once you <laughs> start. So <laughs> it, it was just more of like I know the way I learn, if you show me, I practice it, then I got it. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. how it works. Like I'm a train learner like that. So I was just more, it's not enough time in the day, which what you was, that was the challenge because it's a 24 seven school and you learn a new skill every month. So you're learning like modeling this month and the next month you might be learning animation. But then yeah. after that, you know what I mean? And then sometimes right. you have two classes, like Tuesday, Thursday, one. So it's trying to figure out the time and balance and you realize it's not enough time to really master a skill set so you had to figure out oh we about to sleep in the lab tonight all right cool <laughs> take man. resources and so. yeah no nah, that that's that's really fine and i i feel what you're saying i think that's an advantage sometimes you know coming coming from some tough areas you know yeah. we, we look at it as like oh man this is this but you you had more of an appreciation it sounds like too once you got there of like look i know what's going on back where i came from I'm not yeah. about to blow this opportunity. I'm about to make this happen and we're gonna get it going. So I, I definitely, I definitely feel that. What when you when you got there, the school itself, did you see a lot of other people like yourself, you know, colored? Were the teachers, professors wow. like you, or was you know, how did that look like? What is that like? Yeah, it was a uh, big different, you know, what I mean, because in Baltimore, I was a predominantly black city. And I was yes. like, I did do like a semester at Morgan, Morgan State yeah. before Morgan I State. Yeah. went down there. And so the biggest difference is that like you are like the one and like in a class of 30 is like one, one or two of y'all, right? One or two mm-hmm. black people. Yeah. And then you also learn that there's different types of black people. So then you got the other <laughs> black people who like like the Mohawk and the Pearsons and the trench coat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Skateboard. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so you right. just learn like, oh, we all it's different types. So just because they look like you didn't have the same, you know, interests. But right. it also showed that like other people, you kind of have this camaraderie. Like we all come from somewhere miles away, living away, first time living away from home, and also trying to graduate. So then you have that commonality. So then you start meeting other people that like, yeah, oh, it's different from you. But it's not. Yeah. You don't see they have recording arts there, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> it's like ninety percent black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Everybody on the animation film side, nah, like you didn't see. It was few of us there, but yeah. it made you get out your comfort zone. Like now you have yeah. to be cool with you know what I mean because they're in your group, in your class. So it it almost opens the door. You know, I, people always joke. They joke with me and my brother because when his his group of friends outside of like where we grew up. Because we yeah. were from the D.C. area, so Northern Virginia. We lived in Maryland as well, so in yeah. PG, not Baltimore, but like PG. Uh, yeah, but like, yeah. yeah, and <laughs> and when people meet him. He went to like Berkeley College of Music. He was in the choir at the school and went this place. They see his friends would see him 
and they're like, oh, you got a brother. And so they would expect me to be like him. Right. And then, <laughs> right. I, you know, I, I, went to, I went to HBCU, I, right. you know, I went to this and all that. So when my friends met me, they're like, oh, we got to meet your brother. And it's right. like <laughs> yeah. two different types of black people. But dope. It, it, it opened up conversations, like you said, and allow you to have those those conversations and maybe move the needle a little bit more. When when you were in the class and you started to really click and you you picked on one of the you know the trades or the, the niches that you, the niche that you liked, what was it about it that made you choose? Okay, yeah, this is the one I want to hold on to, you know, versus animation versus some of the other things. Um, at first it was um when I, I took a lighting class. So lighting, I was drawing a lighting because that was like the key to getting things to look photorealistic. You know what yeah. I mean? With the shadows, the material, like how light bounces off things. It's like, right. that's how you can kind of tell if something is fake or not. Right. So I gravitated towards lighting and compositing because compositing was more at the, it's usually at the end of the pipeline because you're taking yeah. everything together and then putting it together over whatever. Um, and so like those two, like kind of drew me in, but as I like that least composite, you was like the finisher, like you was like the last one to get everything, put it together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Versus like, you're just starting at one end, don't know what's happening over there. I got to send something over, you know? So yeah. that's what kind of drew me to that, um, the composite inside. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now you're, you're, you're down at full sale. What, what's, what's it like now that you're, you know, you're almost finishing up because, you know, we're, we're, we're in LA. But like you're, yeah. you're, you're finishing up and the the goal is to get a job. You know, when you go to yeah. school, you go, I was like, oh, I'll get a job. So did you always want to come to L.A.? Was it go to New York or do were you like, I'm going wherever the work is? Well, you know, what what was it like for you and that making that transition for your next step? So like I was saying, like by the time you leave or whatever, like once you graduate, like everything cuts off right then and there. Like the moment you graduate, that's it. Like so you you, but it's also so just to get to the final class, you have to make it yeah. real. You have like portfolio class and a demo. Okay. Class. And yeah. so you're like spending days and everything focusing on just getting your portfolio solid because that's what's going to get you hired. But right. then you're not like really applying places. You know what I mean? Like you don't have the yeah. time to really effectively be prepared when you, you know, get out yeah. there. So the first time around, because I end up getting a, stay for the masters or whatever i utilized the second time that i was there like yo once you graduate i knew la is basically the market for this like i know like yeah. so there's no animation in baltimore florida <laughs> right. it's a tourism city i always say right like, well that was more like a it's a bunch of people implant there but unless you want to work for disney far as in the theme park side not even like right. that and or you got a civil type, like lawyers, like mad people. I know lawyers or teachers, things like that. That's pretty much where you'll be in, in Orlando. So I was like, LA is the only place where you're going to get the return on this investment from right. <laughs> Sally <Right>. May. <laughs> so um, it was just trying to squeeze in every minute to make sure your reel was just solid, your portfolio yeah. was solid. That way you can be like the number one, like that was the goal, be like number one draft pick when they were like, yeah. we got a job waiting for you. Like I was trying to be that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but I it, is, it was just an adjustment, just making sure you're you're ready once it's time to get out there. Make, make, make it sure you're ready once the time. What, what was your first job when you got to LA? When I first got to LA, it was a job actually in um, 
San Jose. Um, it was okay. a um, one of our friends who went to Full Sail. She was uh, living up there, and they uh, needed somebody to make some 3D assets. It was like some VR virtual reality with the glasses, and you can pull stuff out the screen. But they needed assets to be made to become out the screen, so like cars and dinosaurs right. or whatever, and they just needed somebody. And that was cool because that was like, they said, oh, you could work remote, but we'll fly you out here every Friday to show your stuff off and things like that. So, That's- yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that had to be that had to be all right. You're like, okay, I'll do that. It was a nice experience, you know what I mean? It was yeah. like, oh, you're used to this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's really dope. And and then when you were up, obviously, Northern California, San Jose, then were you like, all right, man, all right, I like I like this California life. Maybe I need to get out here, you know, full time. Was it like that? Well, no, because basically once I was out here, I was out here. So oh, okay. When I, so when I first moved out here, I had to, you find out that like, it's based on who you know, kind of deal. No matter how talented or, you know, your things, your real is, it's like nobody, if they don't see like another post house or facility or network that's here, they kind of like, eh, go somebody else. So <laughs> I had to kind of basically start over. So I was at like a Burlington Coat Factory, first job out here. <laughs> it was like freelancing, doing like web design stuff and graphic design, logos here and there. Like, yeah, Yo, you need a website, 1500, cool, I got you. You know what I mean? Just trying yeah, to yeah. until that's when I, I got the call to go up to there. But then when it came back, you know, your contract then, it's like, ah. But luckily, uh, my homeboy, was also I learned that if you're out here in L.A. for at least a year, it kind of proves to everybody who already lives. Because nobody wants to be responsible for your livelihood when you first move out here. So they just kind of like, yo, welcome to L.A. All right, man, what you trying to do? Cool. It's like, yo, good luck with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Even if they try to help, they kind of be like, I mean, I might know, but it never happens. But if you see them one year later, yeah, they start moving. Hey. Like, you know what? Let me hit up my boy. Y'all heard they look in, they look in. They start moving. I don't have a seat to actually see because it's like you're proving that like, I'm here to stay. You know what I mean? I'm here to grind and make it. So once you prove that, then it gets a little bit easier. Oh, you you are you are speaking facts right now. <laughs> you are speaking facts. Because it's it's funny, you know, being here, how we almost do that to other people that move here now. You know what I mean? Kind of like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you look. I tell people all the time, I said, look, I have some friends and some, some people that are from L.A. and they, they're they not fake, but people right. from L.A., it's just like, oh, yeah, oh, cool. That's yeah. nice. Because, again, there's so many, it's so transient. People could be here today and, no, and then you'd be like, We're, man, I'm out. And it's right. like, oh, we got to just, you can't invest so much in something that's not going to be. So exactly. Yeah. We got to make sure you are who you are. <laughs> and it helps that they're like, Again, putting forth the effort. You know what I mean? A lot right. of people, nobody wants to come out and think somebody's just going to hand you a job. You know, right? I mean? Nobody, everybody you're networking with or meeting, they didn't do that. You know, very right. few people that get that opportunity. Right. So you kind of like want to say, like, oh, yeah, once I see you've been out here grinding, trying to make it, whatever, you just need the extra. Like, people is like, people for this old saying, that, like, give somebody a ride if they see you walking. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you walk at least get a ride. But if you, so. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah, man. No, what'd you say? I'm sorry. I was like, yeah. So like, boy, Dylan, after a year, he he was at Nickelodeon. And he was like, yo, our PA just quit to go to like Pirates of the Caribbean. We need somebody ASAP. And I was like, say less. (laughs) I'm available. (laughs) 
<laughs> and that and that almost would you say kind of kind of sparked you know the, the run the run that you've kind of been on you know i mean yeah. even up until now yeah the especially like trying to get from the artist transition from the artist side to the management side like yeah. it was like I knew like you couldn't grow there because yeah, Nickelodeon, the way their system is like, oh, you're PA, then you got to be an APOC back then, a, you know, then a PC, and then a social producer. But then, you know, they travel on a team in a pack. So they like, and they got kids, families. They're like, I ain't going nowhere. Wherever she go, we going. You know? All day. All day. <laughs> so it was like, and I was like, wanted to be in the artist side anyway. So as soon as the show wrapped, I think it was a, also, new companies, new production companies that's looking for talent, they kind of mm-hmm. don't care. As long as you can do the work, at least that's right. the thing about the artist side. If you can do the work, you can get in. Right. So thanks to, like, I think it was, like, Staff Me Up was, like, the go-to, like, to find yeah. gigs like that and end up getting a first design job over in West Hollywood. Um, it's like an internet, like, kind of like E, but for the internet, basically. Yeah. It's like, news hollywood news but they needed a graphics guy to do the graphics packages and things like that so yeah once you get the one then it kind of sparks right, roll. <laughs> yeah and you you talk about getting the one and and if people are just following you now or aware of your work there, there's yeah. a list of credits and i, I would i if i the, the problem that you get into when you start naming stuff is that you forget so right. i'm not gonna do that <laughs> yeah but yeah, you have a list of so many credits uh, that you've won, you know, or been been on and worked on. What, yeah. Has there been a has there been like a memorable cut that you that you worked on that stuck with you that was like, oh, you know, when I cut on this yeah. project because you know I started from the Nickelodeon doing this, but then I got the yeah. you know the, the the job over there. Now I'm like cooking. <laughs> has there been something that's been memorable to memorable to you over the years? Uh, yeah, like usually like the first um, show like I got to actually like, produce on was like from the producer side was uh betty for hbo okay because it was like the the challenge of producing this show that's on the east coast but here in la but also knowing that you it's going to help you set up for the next thing you know what i mean so you want to do a good job and you want to so when you sacrifice some sleep here and there you know do a little extra work to get it done when it actually airs and people like it it's kind of like you appreciate like oh journey and a destination as they say so yeah i think betty uh season two was uh most memorable one <laughs> so. gotcha gotcha and, and and i guess even going into that you know kind of going back and in the future what has been like i guess a piece of advice that somebody has given you or that stayed with you over the time because there's a lot of people don't understand entertainment they see the finished product but there's a lot of it's a lot of in between time there's a lot of transitions and, yeah. and obviously, sometimes it can be hard when you're when you're in between and trying to figure out that next move, that next step. What has yeah. been a piece of advice that's been helpful to you that's kind of kept you going throughout all this time to even where you're at now? Um, I mean, it's like a lot of different things, little nuggets of gems that help different situations, scenario. The yeah. overall one is just always just the work, like put in the work, work on your craft to be solid at what you do. Because no matter what, at the end of the day, you're going to be accountable for what you do. So if you master that, then, you know, the rest will take care of itself in that sense. So just always trying to be better. You know I mean? Don't get comfortable. That's usually the kind of hand in hand some people do once they get it. But I'm more like, once you get it, I'm trying to like stay. You know what I mean? That's the hardest thing. People are like, oh, it's hard to get in. It's like, nah, once you get in, now you got to 
stay because yeah, you got it, you can get bumped. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you 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 don't just want a job; you want a career. Exactly. You know, I mean? exactly. You, know you want you want to be long long standing in the industry. And and you you mentioned something too, and I, I want people to understand if they're listening or they're watching. You you've worked VFX, you know, even behind the scenes animation, all this. But then you talked about management and producing. Can you tell people exactly what you do? Because you named about four titles. Like, what, where, where are you at? Because, Bill, you, you sound like you're doing it all. I did a little bit of everything. I told you I had yeah. to learn a skill set to make sure I don't go back, baby. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> so I started off as an artist, so as a compositor doing um, uh, music videos. I was like a 3D artist. So any type of green screen you see rappers performing, they was like, oh, we want a car in the background or a city. Doing that for a while, but then music industry budgets got cut. They stopped wanting to pay. It's like, nah, that's yeah. safe. <laughs> um, yeah. When I came out here, because I had to start over, like, be, people don't know, visual effects kind of like, it's one of the most volatile market. It was like very volatile back in 2008. Like, mm-hmm. companies were going bankrupt, basically, because studios used to um, basically squeeze them out. Like, oh, get more work, but not pay. So usually if you be like, hey, we want Iron Man to look like this. And next thing you know, they say, you know what? We're changing the whole design. We need it done in two two weeks. And the company would say, normally say, oh, it's a charge for the change. But right. they're like, it's me, it's Iron Man. And if you can do it, do us a favor, because we got Iron Man 2 coming out. And the company would do it or spend the money, take out, you know. And the next thing you know, they'd be like, oh, the director got fired or whatever. Or something happened where Iron 2 ain't happening for like another year oh. or two years. Oh, so no. then the studio now... Yo, no got right. a, a bankrupt, yeah. right? And I think uh, it was a movie, Life of Pi. The studio who did that, Rhythm and Hughes, won Oscar for Best VFX for The Tiger. And then yeah. literally the next day after they won Oscar, went bankrupt. So <laughs> after understanding, like, oh, all right, the economics of this business, I yeah. switched to do um, motion graphics because that's okay. everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's like when I left the PA gig, learned. Relearn After Effects, Cinema yeah. 4D. You know Maya, you can learn Cinema 4D and just doing graphic packages like that. And so went from that side to realizing visual effects. Now that TV has grown to what it is, that is yeah. now visual effects is kind of like a sustainable industry out here. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay. And I said, but if I'm going to go, I don't want to be staying up late working on a computer like the three o'clock, you know, forever, you know, and getting old. So <laughs> I need to kind of start seeing what's life after being on an artist route. And that's when I was like, all right, I need to get on a path of being a producer. So mm-hmm. I ended up becoming a visual effects coordinator first at a, at a vendor called The Molecule. Mm-hmm. You learn from that side, the different from the artist side, this side is just the management. So you're tracking say a show has over 30 shots, 100 shots, your job is to track those shots and make sure they are being worked on, they get delivered to the client, to the show, uh, what versions are sent, um, checking on the artist, make sure the statuses is good and everything, taking notes, oh, we like this, but we don't like that, you know, make sure it's disseminated to where it needs to go, kind of. And then from that, you start learning about the budget and that's where the producer side come in to make sure like you each episode, you know, the bids go out, get the, uh, and you're on time and on budget essentially and client yeah. relations. And so that's what I do now. And I was on a vendor side. Now I switched to show side, which basically means before a show would outsource the visual effects to a company. And I was yeah. on that, at that company now on the show that's outsourcing to the, 
Avengers or whatever. So, <laughs> man, I mean, I, I'm I'm say this again. I'm I'm obviously knowing knowing you just on the outskirts, but hearing all this, there's so much there, and to go yeah. all the way from Baltimore, <laughs> you know what I mean, to, yeah. to what you're doing and running the show and 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 putting on for people, I think is incredible. Um, yeah. I guess I guess my my biggest thing that I would ask right now. Um, before we before we get you out of here, do you see a lot of people like yourself now in this, or what, what do you feel like can be done? You know, from even your standpoint, maybe not your standpoint, to encourage more, you know, young people, young black men, uh, to get into to this because there's an opportunity here for growth. There's an opportunity here to you know take care of yourself financially and to work on some pretty cool projects. So you, what what do you kind of see um, in, in the next couple of years moving forward? Um, I definitely, it's, it's more of us now. I see more of us now in visual effects, but okay. cause like, but the demand, cause the demand is much higher before I didn't, at least on the artist side, it's like, just like how it was in school. It was like one of, you know, 10 or one of three, you know, 30, um, at the company I was at, I think I was the only one in my office. Yeah. So, but I think what it is now that it's getting better because now, you know, you started with just the big six, like ABC, NBC, CBS. Yeah. Bucks, you know, and now that you have the networks that's now pushing for content, now you have like uh, HBO Max, Hulu, Netflix, yeah. Apple TV Plus, yeah. So the demand is higher. So now they're looking for more, you know, talent. Okay. Um, I think they always can do more. You know what I mean? Like, whatever progress you've seen, double that, quadruple that. You still need more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like it's kind of like on two fronts. It's education. Like I said, now that I am here, I like to show that it is proof that if you mm-hmm. got the opportunity, the resources and the support that you can try something different that you may not know. Yeah. Uh, even if you're not on an artist, they also have, like I said, the management side. You know, it's different things you can do in it. Um, I think, and also having kind of like, you got to start at the grassroots, you know what I mean? At schools yeah. and things like that to know like, oh, you have another option. Like, People don't know. I'm poaching people now from the editorial side because I'm like, yeah. like Suge Knight, like yo, y'all tired of <laughs> you know what I mean? not getting your notes on time? Yo, come on over to VFX because <laughs> it ain't it's the demand is high. So I'm like, hey, we got to kind of have like our own bullpen. You know what I mean? Like, a yeah, to start fostering it. You know, something that right. I think we'll get it going. Right. Nah, man, that's that's hilarious. That is hilarious. That's hilarious. Uh, what what can we what can we keep an eye out for that you have coming up that people can look out for? You know, move, moving forward. Oh yeah, I'm on this show now uh, by Ava DuVernay and Jill uh, Blankership called Naomi. Comes yes, on the CW on Tuesdays at nine, but you can watch it on the CW app. It's free. Or you can go to the browser, just go on CWTV.com and it pops right up. You ain't got to sign up anything, just play. Yeah, uh, yeah check that out. <laughs> yeah, check that out. And where, where can people follow you on social media or anything like that? Where can they stay in touch? Uh, I'm on uh, Instagram as VFX underscore Poppy. Um, and on LinkedIn, it's just Bill Hudson. Like, yeah. you'll find the hair. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Well, Bill, Bill, it was an absolute pleasure, man. Just, just so much, so much wisdom. I enjoyed your stories and everything that you've been doing. And I think, I think there's just more in store for you. So I'm definitely going to be staying tapped in, you know, already. Yeah. But thank you so much for your time uh, being with us today. 
No, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me and keep doing what y'all are doing. Like keep spreading the word, keep educating. Cause like they, now somebody might see it and like, oh, maybe I can try that. You know what I mean? So yeah. keep what y'all are doing. Definitely not appreciate it. Will do. And thank you for those of you tuning in to another episode of Posting Black. Be sure to follow us on all of our social media channels. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Made For More Entertainment. And those of you that have become donors, we appreciate you. But you can also become a donor if you're not already one. Click the link in the bottom and go over to Anchor and make sure you follow that link as well. Until next time, we'll see you. Take care and stay black. <laughs>